Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Preview Review. Wow, it's been a long time since I've said that. I'm Tyler Ellison here once again with my co-host Ryan Toon. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing just swell, Tyler. Thanks for asking. I'm over here spewing all my particles in your direction, but it's okay because we're in each other's bubbles now. We uh, are still uh, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, Ew! but Ryan and I decided that it's time for us to expose each other to one another. Well, it happened and all because I needed help after a car crashed into my front yard. It's a but long that's a different story, story, but you know what? The long and short of it is Ryan and I have now exchanged our uh, particles particles we and spewed them uh, into each other's mouth what's the, the droplets the droplets yes. and the vapors i've uh, been vaping all of tyler's droplets <laughs> i packaged my saliva and then ryan ryan inserts that into his jewel yes <laughs> my richard jewel <laughs> mm, tastes like sam rockwell as a lawyer mm, tastes like kathy bates golden globe nomination mm. well we're back in the same room recording the podcast. No Ooh. more Zoom. We don't have to worry about the lag. We're back in the studio. And the, the stuttering of the audio. No uh, more astral projection jokes. Unless you want to just randomly, like... Astral project? I can't do that when I'm already here, <laughs> Tyler. Like, just short... Your set, like, oh, you want me over, to... St- st- zoom. St- st- and then... Stutter? Zoom, visit, 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 so we can have the full Zoom effect. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, the choice is yours. I feel like I'm only going to do it for this little bit at the beginning and then not Never think about again. It again. Because that was horrible. <laughs> but thank you for your concern. As I said, we're still in the midst of the pandemic, meaning that the future of movies, in terms of theatrical releases at least, is a little uncertain. Well, especially but... in the United States. Yes, that's true. New Zealand, they're going to do everything there. Well, they have new cases now. Yeah, I did see that. But it's not, you know... It's not. It's not like America. US. We're number one. We're number one. See this. We're we're we're, 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 the, we're first, the top. Which means we're, we're last. The, <laughs> we're at the top. I handed Tyler some graphs just now so he could see how we're doing, and our uh, people listening to our podcast. See, that's us at the very bottom. Oh we're God. last, which means we're first. Anyways, that's a good thing. We don't need to think about all the sociopolitical implications of the virus. We just need to talk about movies. So, I can so many movies are I'm more going qualified to talk about to, that. <laughs> to release digitally now. And then some are like, we'll we'll put it out digitally, but you know, we'll also it'll go into whatever theaters are open. So, you know, all the dummies in Georgia that are back in school and everything and everything's open, like nothing's going on. Well it's also they'll be able to enjoy also like the full international theaters. Like yes. China's opened a lot of its theaters and I think England's on track too. So, like... Yeah, I think... Where are they building that cool one that looks like the Galactic Senate from Star Wars? I think that's in France. I didn't know that at Did all. Did you see that? I had a dream where we went to Paris last night. Maybe that's all about... It all connects. Wow. No, yeah. It's but like we got stopped because I like, couldn't every, leave the country. Every, uh... <laughs> every, like, seat, like, section is, like, its own little oh, balcony. Own little bubble? Rotunda. Oh, we're gonna go see Opera Bubble. Yeah, exactly. Sheev. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I'm down if this pandemic leads to, like, some distance, like, theater setups or whatever. Wow. Like, My dream will come true. Tyler and I will eventually go to Paris together. Ooh, only if they're filming Ratatouille 2. They don't have to be in Paris to It's do a live-action combo now. <laughs> they're really changing up the format. Wow. 
That sounds similar to one of the movies we're talking about today. Yes, but we won't talk about it because we're not there yet. So there's some movies that are released digitally. Some are still saying, like, we'll be out as soon as theaters reopen. And then there's some that say, we're going to theaters no matter what. Fuck your video on demand. (laughs) Yeah. And we've also been able to see some new movies, whether it's been from drive-in releases, because that's been fun to go to, and the pandemic's bringing drive-ins back, which is kind of cool. Um, or just running them and watching them at home on our couches. Or watching them on streaming services we already own and we don't have to pay extra for. That's the nice part. That's the best That's the best way. You're already paying for Netflix. You can watch movies on Netflix. So with that, we're able to have finally a new edition of Ryan's Review Roundup. Oh, let's get it. Cue the Ryan's Review Roundup intro theme. Oh, that's that's still gonna be a gag even after our, our three month hiatus we're still i thought you had time that way to fucking make an I intro didn't do anything. i didn't do shit the last three months well you gotta get on this i need intro music no. by the end of the pandemic ryan what did you see what'd you think what did i see i saw the lovebirds on netflix and i liked that one because i didn't have to pay anything extra for it um Actually, it's a really fun movie. It, Camille and Issa have great uh, comedic uh, chemistry. The plot is crazy but fun, and I like it. It's just a fun time. It's short enough that it doesn't feel like it's overstaying its welcome. And if you have Netflix and you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and give it a watch. It's it's definitely worth the hour and, I don't know, a half of your time that it takes up. You'll have a good time. Nice. What else did I see, you ask? Hmm. I saw Scoob. I saw this one for free on HBO Max. Um, Scoob is fine. It's not as bad as a lot of people are saying, but it's not good either. If you have children and you want to kill time and you're tired of seeing like Frozen 2 on Disney Plus for the 17th time... I'm not tired of it. Well, if you are, you can watch Scoob and then go wow frozen 2 is actually really good i should appreciate it more um scoob solid c what else did i see i saw i saw artemis fowl that movie was a piece of trash literally i was waiting for the movie to start and then realized we were in the third act climax it takes forever to do anything and it doesn't make a lot of sense and it's a lot of garbage thrown together it looks like someone had a movie and then said this movie doesn't make sense and then they try to cut it to make it make sense but it made it made less sense right. so if you have disney plus watch frozen 2 again <laughs> not artemis fowl <laughs> and i was able to see the king of staten island i didn't pay for that yeah well you know neither, neither did, did I. you <laughs> <laughs> i i torrented it no, no you i didn't. just watched it after somebody else paid for it uh, the King of Staten Island is actually a really, really good comedy. Pete Davidson and Judd Apatow, you can tell, had really good like writing chemistry and putting this movie together because there's a lot that comes kind of from both of them, like that that heart, but also the raunchy comedy that like both of them I feel like are capable of. Um, and the performances are all really great from Pete Davidson, from Bill Burr, from Marissa Tomei, and yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Cool. It's definitely worth like the time to watch it. Uh, would, you, would I would I pay money to go? See, I I think I would I would I would have paid money to go see it in theaters for sure. 
I don't know why there's like that mental block for me mm-hmm. to like pay money to to sit and watch something on my couch because I just feel like there's so much other content that I have available to me based on like other subscriptions that I already have or things that are already available mm-hmm. to me. But like in a world where like people are wanting new content, like I don't know. I feel like this would have been a really successful and like enjoyable movie for a lot of people if the pandemic like wasn't a factor. Yeah. I definitely want to watch it, but I can't justify the $25 price tag it has right now for a 48-hour rental. Yeah, but I feel like here's what you got to do. Everybody in your family would enjoy this movie. So you all just got to like pitch in together and then sit down and watch it and it would be worth it. But I feel like we could just wait like maybe a month or two more and then it'll be like normal rental price on like Google Play and Amazon and stuff and then we get a lot more bang for our buck. It's true. And it also doesn't feel like it need Like, you could watch this movie in, like, three years when it goes to Hulu or whatever and still enjoy it. Like, it doesn't feel like it needs to be consumed, like, now. At the moment. To, like, be enjoyable. Whereas, like, bigger releases, like... Like Scoob? No, but, like, <laughs> looking for, looking at, like, other things that are coming out, like Mulan and Tenet and things like that, I'd be more inclined because it feels like more of a thing that I would want to watch, like, as soon as I could. Oh, to be, like, a part of the cultural zeitgeist yes. and understand what people are talking exactly. about. Like, it's not like I'm going to miss out on a bunch of, like, think pieces and, like, references about, like, the King of Staten Island mm-hmm. within, like, the online or, That's like... interesting. ...in-person society. Uh-huh. So do you think that'll happen, like, when Disney finally releases Mulan for, like, 30 bucks on Disney Plus... Do you think like it's gonna be a huge thing in the cultural zeitgeist, or is it gonna be like Bird Box, where people talked about it for a weekend and then no one cares about it anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it would have been a really big thing because I feel like, a like a lot of the other Disney live action uh, remakes or whatever have like had a lot of traction for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I still see people talking about them because Disney's such a big company, so mm-hmm. revered, and Mulan like. I just feel like, at least within my, like, feeds and things like that, like, I saw a lot of people that, like, were pretty hyped for this adaptation. Yeah, definitely. And so, I'm assuming that, like, It'll I be- mean, at least, like, all the, like, writers and critics and people that I follow like that, like, where their company's gonna be able to, like, pay for them to watch it so they can write about it, like, I'm gonna, like, want to be able to hear what they have to say about it, but yeah well i just read it and just like spoil the movie for myself before i can see it maybe i, don't I mean know. i've already seen mulan so i think i know how it goes well but it, this seems like it's i mean there's so many different factors in this version i feel like i don't know this isn't the mulan episode we already did we that. already did that <laughs> moving on <laughs> king of staten island fun movie is it worth the money you decide it's your money and Use you it want it you now <laughs> This episode brought to you by JJ Wentworth. And I want it now. No free ads. Don't give the phone number out. JG, call me. JG? I thought it was JJ. I think it's JG Wentworth. What? I thought it was JJ Wentworth. Mr. Wentworth. Mrs. Wentworth? Julia Jensen Wentworth. It's definitely JG. Well, I know it's JG Quintel, but he's like a cartoonist. It is a woman. J.G. Wentworth, Opera Bus 2019. Well, Tyler <laughs> just Googled J.G. Wentworth, and the first thing I saw was a picture of a woman. So, Julia Grandma Wentworth. Grandma is her middle name. That's what the G stands for. Okay. She's going to sponsor us. Thank you, Grandma. Now I need fan art of Tyler and I asking for our money now. <laughs> from from Miss Grandma, Grandma Wentworth. 
let's let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to our opening question, Ryan. As I stated earlier, we've been in a, a hiatus for a few months. I guess you could officially see this as like season two of preview review. Mm, I, I think season three. Season two was cut short because of the pandemic. Oh, and now we're like back in the swing of things. Yeah. Maybe this season will have regular episode release schedule. Who knows? I don't know, but isn't that part of like the fun of it? You never know when another you episode's going to come out. You never know when it drops until it drops. Baby. That's like what our audience expects <laughs> at this you point. You know how like it's a huge viral marketing thing. Like Beyonce's Lemonade was a surprise album drop. Folklore, Folk, like tons of you know big PR firms are like using this surprise drop thing. They're even doing it for like Super Bowl commercials now, and you get to be. You, dear listener, get to be a part of an audience that enjoys a podcast that's a surprise release every single time we drop an episode. How lucky is that? I mean, if you're subscribed to us, you're going to get the notification right away and you're going to be like the first one to know. And if you're subscribed to our... I subscribe to a lot of podcasts and I never get notifications. I think it's like you can turn on notifications for podcasts in your podcast app. But I also just know when to look for new episodes because, you know, other podcasts have consistent release schedules. Well, I don't listen to enough podcasts regularly to know anyone's release schedule, but I know when ours come out. Well, anyways, over the last few months, we, as I've said, have been in the midst of a pandemic. Lots of things are going on. But most notably in the world of movie news has been these think pieces about... Oh, is digital home release the future of like blockbuster movies, right? I've seen all these audiences articles. are loving being able to pay for movies and watch them on their own couch. They're all about like the death of the theatrical the experience. The death of the theater around the corner. Like theaters were already on their way out, but is COVID the nail in the coffin? Yeah. And to that I say boo. I say no. COVID's not the nail in the coffin. We're going to come back and movie theaters are going to continue to die slowly like they have for years. <laughs> no, they're going to be stronger than ever. Everyone misses the sticky floors. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was talking to my sister the other day and she actually said, I kind of miss the sticky floors wow. of the theater. We have like, like the separation has given us like Stockholm Syndrome over like the things that suck about theaters. Like, man, and, like, I really wish passive aggressively talking loudly about the guy in front of me that's on his phone so that he'll put it away that was actually really fun (laughs) (laughs) and now that we're talking about it i kind of like want to lift my foot up and like hear that like that sticky sound and like feel the like slight pull Mm, yeah and as we said like for both ryan and i there's just there's this weird like mental block between like paying for a movie to watch it at home and like going to a theater to watch it it's true. Of course, this is buoyed by the fact that like we're both members of the like AMC subscription service, so it's like cheaper for us to go see movies in theaters more frequently than it would be to like pay for it like wholesale price at mm-hmm. home every time we want to watch a new movie. But even regardless, I think even if I was still not subscribed to that and I was going to theater and paying full ticket price every time, I would have gone to see more movies in theaters than I have watched like new releases and paid for them in my home over the last few months. Definitely. And so the opening question today is simply, what do you miss about the theatrical experience? What can we put into words the reasoning behind this like longing that we have to like get back into the movie theaters? Of course, once it's safe, of course, once they have established protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm not waiting until there's a COVID like Vaccine. cure to go to the theater, but I want the companies to be able to ensure that we're being safe and there's policies that you know help to make sure that we're as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, 
once the theaters come back, I'm going to wait like two weeks. See how it's doing. Feel it out. Right, because if like that first weekend rush, then all of a sudden like everyone's leaving the theater contracting COVID. That, then I'm not, not going. Yeah. But if it's been like two weeks and it seems safe, you know, I'll go watch. Oh, I'll go watch like if my spy was in theaters. Oh my gosh. I watched That's been at the drive-ins for like weeks, Ryan. If you wanted to see that on the big screen, you could have just gone out to the drive-in. I mean, I already watched it on Prime Video. It's not worth your time at the theater, but it's fine. It's cute. This We didn't review Roundup this one because we never preview reviewed it. But what do I miss about the theaters was your question. I miss, other than the sticky floors and the passive-aggressive talk about people on their phones, I miss, well, like, a, a serious thing. I miss a Dolby theater. I mean, it's bougie AF, but I love it. You get the reclining seats. You get the nice sound. You get the big screen. It's probably one of the best theater experiences I've had ever being in a Dolby theater. So I can't have that at home. My chairs don't recline. My seat doesn't rumble when a dinosaur runs across the screen. What do you think, Tyler? What are you missing about Yeah, definitely. I mean, sound and video quality is a big part of it. I mean, like my TV goes loud and my like picture is like not awful on my TV at home. But sitting with, like, a screen that's bigger than, like, multiple humans stacked on top of each other and, like, speakers mm. all the way around you is, like, not even comparable, right, to, like, a single, like, even, like, 4K or HDTV and the sound bar, mm-hmm. you know? I think the other part is, like, the communal aspect, like, being able to, Definitely. like, have the energy in the room of, like, not only with your friends, but also with people that you don't know in the theater, like, reacting and responding to the things that are on screen. Even if I have to sacrifice, like... The people that are always watching their Instagram stories for some reason in the front row. I forgot about them. I miss you, Instagram story viewers. Like, being able to respond, like, I keep thinking back to, like, you know, a year ago, and now it's even been, like, more than a year, but Avengers Endgame was in theaters, and, yeah, I I went to multiple showings of that, and, like, the audience reaction to all the, like, major scenes was, like, so high energy every time. so good. literally that kind of experience will never even come close to watching something in my home and even with my friends like i'm not gonna pack like six of my friends into my apartment to watch a movie like i could but it's not the same as like us meeting up at the theater and going together and like having the schedule of like a show time and like it becomes an event and it becomes a participatory thing instead of like Mm -hmm. i feel at home it's much more like and then i'm distracted by like my phone or like Somebody, like, Amazon could come knock at my door or whatever. And, like, yeah, I can pause and go to the bathroom or but pause and get something out of the fridge or whatever. ruins the experience. But that's not, like, some people see that as a benefit. But I think, like, being able to just, like, turn off my phone or put my phone on silent and put it away and just, like, focus on the movie. And, sure, I could do that at my house, but I don't have that kind of discipline. Like It's way easier when I'm so in, a theater in the theater and I'm expected yeah. to do it there. The social contract tells me to. Yes. And I'm not watching my Instagram stories. And I think the reason, I think we're going to have more Instagram story watchers after the pandemic because people oh, are so no. used to just like diddling on their phone while they watch something at home. Well, if after we're the in pandemic, the bubble theater of Paris, yeah, does it even matter? It won't matter. But you're right. I totally miss the communal aspects. Like Dog Days was a completely trash movie, but I have fond memories of it because I saw it with my friends and we had a good time together. Like... I wouldn't remember the movie Dog Days two years later if it wasn't for that communal aspect of the theater and of the friends I was with. 
or Cats. Cats is a terrible movie. I would never turn Cats on to watch it at home. But I saw it twice in theaters. I don't know why you saw it the second time. Because it was fun both times. It's a terrible, terrible movie, but it was a fun watching experience. And that experience doesn't exist without the theaters. It's because true. Because I don't have the random guy that like walks into the last minute, sets through half the movie, and walks out. <laughs> and we just start cracking up well, because this dude just left halfway through the movie. The best part about that experience was that we were the only people in the theater except for him and we like hyped up the movie we were like chanted cats before the universal pictures logo i feel like we could do that not in a theater but i think it was actually more fun because we were the only people in the theater but that's like counterpoint to like having people in the theater and the communal aspect because there was no one in that well theater. that was different because i feel like the fun of that was like at that point in history, you would like never be the only person in the theater, and to have it be like opening weekend for cats. I can't be believe we saw the cats opening night. Wild. No, well, it was, it was not the Thursday; it was the Friday night. Oh, that's technically still opening night because it's Friday is the opening day. Thursday night yeah, are technically considered previews. previews. Yeah, they okay. they all belong on our podcast. And anytime all we Thursday see them, a Thursday night showing, we yeah, had to the longest it. preview. <laughs> but for real, I also miss like. The movie theater food, you know, like their mozzarella sticks and their chicken wing or chicken strips were actually really good. And towards the end of the before times, I was like going to try, my goal was to try all the things on the AMC menu. And I didn't, I think I maybe got like halfway before I had to stop. So, um, I don't even remember like what's good anymore. I have or to start the, over. The ices. I don't care what online recipe you read or like go to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee and bring it back. Okay. Slurpees and ices are not the same thing. Exactly. Ices are actually a lot better. Icy in the theater will like never be replicated at home. It just, it's it just true. Cause happen. you can't replicate the theater at home. That's what we're trying to say here. Really? Unless you like spill soda on your floor and get like whatever fake butter shit they have, which was like weirdly good i don't know what that was but it wasn't real butter but i enjoyed it like you can't do it yeah where's my missing link mango icy oh my gosh i never tried that but i didn't either but i liked seeing it and knowing it was there <laughs> the random like promo tie-ins that they would do yes i also miss uh the stupid little games they had in the lobby yes like what movie is this and they showed you like a silhouettes of pictures and you're like it's goonies but i only know it's goonies because i've seen this game like five times while waiting in line <laughs> all this to say the theatrical experience is one that should never go away we want to go back to the theaters and to the to the ceos of all the theater franchises please don't fold your company <laughs> because of covid yeah we I will, mean, we, we want to go loyal, back. We will stay true. But we want to go back safely. Yeah, but also don't just open up. Yeah. like Don't family. just open because you listened to this podcast and you heard us like being nostalgic over sticky floors. All the CEOs that listen to our podcast. You know Regal CEO listens to our podcast because we're such AMC stands. They have to know how to like turn us. <laughs> they need the intel. Do you think what if like, Regal reached out for us to like spot, like do sponsorships for their... Like they're subscription like subscription platform, but we can never talk about going to an AMC theater again. Oh my gosh. Let's see. When was the last time I went to a Regal theater? I, I grew up remember. going to Regal all the time because that was the movie theater that was close to my house. That Edwards man was like... Well, Edwards is a different experience than just your basic Regal. Right. Edwards is fancy, but Regal... I don't know, man. I don't feel like royalty when I go there. <laughs>
Well, Tyler, talking about the theatrical experience and going back to the theaters, you know we can only talk about one man, the daddy of, like, saving the theaters. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Christopher Nolan. Yes, he is daddy. He will only put Tenet in theaters. He says, fuck video on demand. But he will, will show never... you his trailer on Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we have to go, like, we have to rewind, like, several months to give, like, the full saga of, like, Tenet. Okay, Tenet, for those of you who don't know, is Christopher Nolan's next movie. And this is the first trailer we're talking about on today's episode. We're back to a full lineup of four trailers. Tenet's the first one we're talking about. And it starts right now. Strap in for a 12-hour <laughs> podcast. The first seven hours are all about Tenet. As of today, Tenet is planned to be released theatrically only in theaters on September 3rd. It's directed by Christopher Nolan, who all of our listeners probably know movies that Christopher Nolan's done. Memento, Inception, The Dark Knight, Dunkirk, and several others. He is daddy. It stars John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, Michael Caine, and Kenneth Branagh. And this movie's had, like, the most tumultuous saga, I feel, okay. of, like, Eddie. <laughs> For some reason, Christopher Nolan COVID has it in his head film. that he will be the film Jesus, who, once Tenet comes back into theaters, things will go back to normal, and everyone will be happy because Tenet saved the theaters. But here's the thing. Not all the theaters The coronavirus gonna... doesn't listen to Christopher Nolan. Cur- Nolan can't beat the, the coronavirus alone. He needs your help. Wear a mask. He's assembling a mightiest hero. Anyway, so he wants this film to be in theaters only, but that has like caused this film to never be released. Which makes sense. Like I'm not faulting Nolan for waiting till theaters open to put this movie out. I'm not saying no. he should rush it to video on demand. But it is weird that he keeps like putting these goalposts like just a little, like, just pull it back. Just pull it and say, when theaters reopen, we'll release it. It's but true. But he keeps trying to put out these, like, it, there was, like, an August date for a while. Well, every or, like, time he I don't puts know, like, out a date, then, like... Just expecting theaters to just open because they want to show Tenet. <laughs> like, we just keep getting these new announcements. Tenet's release date pushed back two weeks. And then two weeks later, Tenet's release date pushed back two more weeks. But now, finally, it looks like this is a for sure date... Um, because it looks like they're going to open it in whatever theaters are open. Yeah. Like, it looks like it's not going to show up. there's a lot of countries that theaters are open. It's, like, just really high-impact states and states that are being more careful, Mm -hmm. um, with governors having mandates for, like, indoor recreation places like theaters to be closed, um, that theaters will not open. So that's probably going to be, like, New York and L.A., because they're in the states of New York and California, will probably not have their theaters have this movie on September 3rd. I mean, it's possible, but... It sucks because we live in California, so we're probably not going to see this movie on September 3rd. And, like, would I drive to Arizona to see Tenet? No. Y- yes. I'm not if going it, to. If I wasn't going to catch coronavirus. Yeah, no. Arizona is <laughs> scary. I don't know about their COVID procedures. Like, if there was another reason that this movie was only in Arizona and wasn't coming to California, like, I could make a road trip and oh, go to see it to go see for Tenet. for sure. But not... If I'm going to go there and catch COVID. <laughs> if this was like some weird like marketing strategy where like Tenet only released in Arizona like forever. <laughs> only see it in your Arizona theater. Yeah, you bet I'm driving to Arizona. But yeah. not just because they're a theater that's open during a global pandemic. Yeah. So we're writing this a little bit more. Uh, there was like <laughs> this random cross promo with video game Fortnite. Which I'm an avid player of. Ryan joins me from time to time. I play when Tyler texts me Fortnite question mark. And I say, okay, give me a minute. (laughs) And they 
Fortnite's done multiple different like cross promotion things with like different things. We watched like an episode of Punked from the new like TV <laughs> series in Fortnite. There was like other, Travis Scott did a concert there. Dude, the Travis there was, like, Scott concert things. was lit. <laughs> but <laughs> all of a sudden, I logged onto Fortnite one day and they were like Tenet trailer exclusively coming to Fortnite and the world premiere for a brand new trailer for Christopher Nolan's new film Tenet first played live. In the video game Fortnite. I can't believe this is a sentence that I'm saying. And we were there. We we watched we it happen. It unfolded before our eyes. And they did like a little Q&A with like John David Washington. That happened afterwards and I stopped watching. Well, no, they that. did it before and then they like did it after. That's true. It was like a little like, there's bit. There's a little before. intro thing. Christopher Nolan didn't show his face. I don't think he approved of this. This seems like a separate thing that Warner Bros. Media like, was like set up. The kids love him. Fortnite and John David Washington's like, I've got a PlayStation. Yeah, John David Washington, they tried to like say like, oh, he's like a gamer like but then he like didn't talk about fortnite at all he just says like i play like nba 2k yeah <laughs> he loves 2k <laughs> but anyways that was a wild thing that happened there's no like you can't buy like an a like tenant skin in the game like i'm not playing this game as like robert pattinson's character Ooh. so it hasn't gone like too far but they did then randomly say like then during the summer we're gonna like show full-length christopher nolan films in this like part of fortnite and people could, like, go during the summer and, like, watch, like, screenings of Inception virtually in Fortnite, which was really weird. I never did that. I own we Inception on Blu-ray, and I feel like just watching it through Fortnite no, was not weird. a No, it's weird, and experience. everyone in the game is, like, doing random stuff in like front of the screen grenades and you can't at the see screen. it. It's so weird. I don't even know what was going on. But this is just part of the tumultuous history of Tenet. This is what releasing a movie trailer in 2020 is now. Because you can't do it in the theaters anymore. You have to do it on Fortnite. Like, I genuinely don't think that that Fortnite promo would not have happened if oh, the coronavirus wasn't a thing. Way not. Maybe they would have done it for, like, another Warner Brothers film, like, down the line. Like, I don't know, what's the Warner Brothers movie that's coming out in December? Whatever that is, that they might have done it there. Isn't Wonder Woman? Well, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out in the summer. Oh. You know. I feel like one of them would have fit better because they've done here. They've done like they hero, have an Aquaman like, skin right now, that, right? Yeah, and that like genre of movie, like they do Avengers crossovers and the Star Wars crossovers, but Tenet just feels so different. It does. Um, I mean, like I know Nolan did like the Dark Knight movies, but like Nolan as a director just feels more like I don't know. Imagine if like revered, a couple years like, ago they like changed the Fortnite map and you were in Dunkirk. Oh my god! You can only fight with World War Two weapons. And then Call of Duty gets all upset because that was their stick a couple <laughs> years ago. I don't know, man. This was just... That was just weird. But anyways, Tenant's now apparently coming out. But hey, And I'm excited to see it. We've talked a lot about this movie and this trailer, but we haven't talked anything about what happens in this trailer. Yeah, right. Based on this trailer, what do you think this movie's all about? Okay, so there's John David Washington, who's like a secret agent spy guy who's learning about this thing called Inversion. Which is like going back and... It's like clock stoppers, but in reverse, kind of? It's not time traveling. It's, it's reversing the flow of time. Yeah, so like, if I like flipped a coin in the air, like, I would have to catch the coin as like... As in reverse, it. as opposed to flipping it. If that so makes sense. So you would sense. start with it on like whatever it landed on, and then it would like flip out of your hand, and then it would land like I, on, my on thumb. your thumb or whatever where you were getting ready to flip it. Yeah. Or the, the like scene where they illustrate this in the film is like... There's, like, this piece of concrete that's hanging in this, like, gun range, and there's bullet holes in it, and John David Washington, like, is at the end of the gun range with, like, an empty pistol, and he pulls a trigger, and the bullet, like, comes out of the concrete and goes into the gun, mm-hmm. and he opens a magazine, and there's, like, the, the like, bullet 
before being shot that's now in the magazine. Yeah. Which is like And they weird. say he has to catch the bullet, but like I don't know, does he actively have to try to catch it? Like that's a part of the thing I don't understand yet. I don't think so. I think but I don't know, like there's no clue in the trailer as to like how do you like start and stop this thing? Like what is like Like does it always the mechanism just happen? It? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And Robert Pattinson's there and I think he's like helping John David Washington because they have to stop like Michael Caine's like it's going to be worse than World War Three if it ever happened or yeah. something like that. And, and then, the word tenet is like not just the title of the film, but is like used by the characters yeah, as like it's like a code a word, code word between like all of these different people that understand whatever Inversion. the objective that John David Washington's character is like trying to accomplish. And it's like significant because tenet is a palindrome, meaning that it has it's, it's spelled like the same Cat. forward and backwards. But Taco Cat's not a word. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's the most famous palindrome. Okay, race car. <laughs> No, I like Taco Cat better. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen in this movie. They have something with a plane, something about time travel, but it's there's not lots time of travel. cool sequences where there's just things happening in reverse, which I think like Christopher Nolan just had fun like shooting things and then just like playing them backwards in the editing room. <laughs> like, I don't know what this movie's about other than like weird time inversion, time travel things, and it's like this globe trotting adventure kind of like they're shooting in lots of different locations yeah. and like. The whole thing is it's not, like, John David Washington is not, like, a character that's, like, he's working for the U.S. government, and the villain is, like, this other government. Like, he's working with different people from different countries. It's, like, a, it's, like, a globe, like, it's an international... Interesting. But a, Kenneth Branagh does have, like, a foreign accent. Kenneth Branagh's, I guess, the villain, like, because they say, like, they're trying to, like, track down this Russian operative, but I don't know if he's the villain or if they're trying to, like, get him to do something or to stop him from doing something. Mm-hmm. But it's basically, like, it seems like it's, like, all these operatives from different countries are working together to stop this thing. That would be a crisis for the entire world maybe they're trying to stop the coronavirus pandemic i mean i mean that would be wild i don't christopher just wrote about this random well, pandemic that to, brought like, down the world he knew about it because he used inversion oh so he knew like christopher nolan that wrote this movie is christopher nolan from 2024 right and he's just been inversioning himself this whole time <laughs> so he knew the whole thing about fortnite yeah and, like, he's just, like, that's the shitty thing about it. He's had to do it the way it has to be done. Right. He has no choice. No. He goes, like, this is just fucking how hate Fortnite, unfold. but we gotta do it. John David Washington plugged 2K again. Yeah. I don't know what this movie's about. I don't know if it'll make sense after I see it. I feel like I'm gonna have to see it more than once. But it looks cool. But it looks very cool. The sec- Like, obviously, the cinematography looks awesome, and the, like, big... Like, it's a big blockbuster, a lot of sequences of, like... Lots of explosions. Huge action sequences and like, things like that. Like, more than I expect in a Christopher Nolan trailer. But I'm here for it. Yeah, I think... And they kind of also hype it up as, like... Well, I don't know. They're definitely hyping it up as, like, this is a Nolan movie. Because they show, like, the director of Memento, the director of Dark Knight, the director of Dunkirk. Like, they want you to know that, like, this kind of, like, big mastermind of mm-hmm. cinema is, like, behind this And film. Nolan is, like, kind of known for, like, doing these, like crazy like out there premises. convoluted weird twists or like so maybe the maybe the audience gets it maybe they don't it's kind of ambiguous they're really banking on the name of christopher nolan because he's probably one of the most popular film directors at the time of now um but i don't know is his and i think name... they also are using his name because they know the trailer like doesn't answer doesn't a lot of sense. questions doesn't really make sense and that's because it's an Nolan movie. And they're mm-hmm. not going to give you the answers in the trailer. And maybe they won't give you the answers in the movie. Exactly. And they just want you to be in for the ride to kind of like see if you can figure out like what this whole w- crazy world is about that Nolan's bringing mm-hmm. to you. And you know what? 
I'm in for the ride, but I'm not in for the ride I to COVID too. Arizona. And John David Washington's interview in Fortnite, it, it seemed like either hype. he's done a really good job at like not trying to spill anything about the movie, or he also just shot the movie but has no idea what's going on in the movie. <laughs> I just thought he was a good <laughs> secret keeper. But yeah. I think it's totally possible that some of the actors in this movie don't get what the movie is about, and they just film their scenes, and they're like... That's know. true. Didn't like Tom Hardy come out and say like he doesn't fucking understand Inter- Inception or something like Probably, that? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Someone from that, that seems like said that. that he would say. He's like, yeah, I was in it, but I don't get it. Like Elizabeth Debicki, does she know what Tenet's about? I don't know. I don't know. She knows it's a palindrome. <laughs> you know what isn't a palindrome though? Our next trailer. Wow. The that perfect would be crazy segue. If we had more than one title. I know of a film in the same episode that were palindrome. This is the palindrome episode. Do you know? It's spelled the same way forward and back. <laughs> well, Ryan, what's the next trailer we're talking about today? The next movie we're talking about today is Bill and Ted Face the Music. This movie is the third movie in the Bill and Ted franchise. It's been a long time since the second one. The second one came out in the 90s, and now it's the 2020s. So it's been time passing. Um, Time has passed. It comes out on August 28th on um, mostly video on demand, and they are like, if there's theaters open, we'll put it in theaters. But it seems like it's mainly like buy this movie on iTunes kind of thing. Um, It's directed by Dean Parasot, who has directed Galaxy Quest, Red 2, and Fun with Dick and Jane. Uh, of course, it stars Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter and William Sadley, but newcomers Samara Weaving, Bridget Lumley Payne, and Christian Shaw are also here in for the ride this time. And this movie, it looks like more Bill and Ted fun that I've come to know and love over the years of me watching the first two movies. So it makes me very happy that this movie's actually coming out and that it looks like it's still carrying on the same like spirit of the other two. Do you agree, Tyler? I've never seen a Bill and Ted movie. I have no idea what this movie is supposed to be about. I've seen the trailer. Like, you've seen? I, there's two trailers. You've seen both. Of them. I guess it's funny, but I don't get it. <laughs> okay, so Tyler, as someone who's never seen Bill and Ted, what is the plot of Bill and Ted Three in your mind? So, Bill and Ted like used to be in a band, and they also for some reason, used to time travel and, like, go to heaven and hell and they know who death is. And all of a sudden, like, I'm assuming, like, something in the past means, like, they were eventually supposed to, like, bring world peace, but then something is happening in the world that's, like, going to make that not happen. So they have to, like, once again do all their old time traveling and going to hell shenanigans to, like, get the world back on track to what's supposed to happen. That's pretty close. How did I do? <laughs> okay, let me give you some context. Um, quick recap of the first two Bill and Ted movies, mild spoilers uh, coming in. Bill and Ted uh, and their excellent adventure, that's the first one. Um, basically, uh, Ted, who's played by Keanu Reeves, is going to flunk out of his history class if he doesn't pass his like final oral presentation. And his dad's like, if you flunk out of history class, then I'm going to send you to military school in Alaska. But then all of a sudden, this guy from the future comes and is like, I need to help you guys pass this test because if you if you don't pass, then you'll be separated and you'll never become the band Wild Stallions and you're never going to write the music that makes the world into a utopia. So the first movie is about him going through history and gathering 
like different historical figures to help him pass his oral history exam. Okay. Then the second movie, um, a villain from the future shows up and he like comes back in time and he kills Bill and Ted and they have to like get back. They have to like figure out how to get back to life. That's where like the heaven and hell and like meeting death comes into play. Um, and they have to get back to life and stop like the evil people and like they're it's evil doppelgangers of them they're like evil bill and ted robots um they have to like stop them and like then they're back on the path to becoming the band that saves the future okay so the third one so looks this is like another thing that's happening that's gonna like prevent that from happening yeah the third one looks like they have grown up and they haven't fulfilled their destiny it looks like they haven't written the song that saves the future yet yeah and they're like when is this gonna happen mm-hmm. and then they so, find out that the reason it hasn't happened is because something else is going on well it looks like i don't know bill and ted are always slackers and they were never good musicians like that's the running gag of the, the series um so it looks like they're they just need to write the song and they haven't yet already so they have the brilliant idea to go to the future and steal the song that's already been written from their future selves. Oh. And that looks like... And now their daughters are a part of it. Yeah. And the end of the second film, they get they have children. Um, and they're babies. Um, but now they're like teenagers in this movie. Um, so, but I think the twist of this movie, it looks like the daughters are actually going to be the ones who write the song to save the future. Hmm. Because they're going throughout time, just like in the first movie, and picking up like historical musicians from the past this uh. time. And it looks like they're going to like create a great big musical number that saves the future. Because there's even like a line in the trailer where like some minister from the future is like, the song by Preston Logan, but like usually when they talk about Bill and Ted, they said like Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, but they just use their last names. So it makes me think it's going to be their kids who save the future. Interesting. So. Okay. So. I still don't get Does this, it doesn't but, make any sense. But it looks like a lot of fun and I'm here for I it. I feel like, like I would watch it, but I don't know if, I feel like I would have to watch the first two before I watch it. Cause I don't feel like I would fully appreciate it if I didn't do that. It definitely feels like you need to see these movies in the order they were released to like fully appreciate them. Okay. And then you have to remember that like. The other two movies are pieces of their time because I think in both Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, there is at least one homophobic joke. But it was the late 80s, early 90s, and, you know, we didn't get woke until 20, like, what, 15? 2020. I I don't think there'll be any more homophobia in Bill and Ted Face the Music. Maybe they'll just commit to it. And the jokes are so quick in those movies, but it always takes me out of it because I go, oh, this movie's so full of love and joy. And then there's this like instant of hate, like just <laughs> sprinkled in. And I'm like, why? Every time I watch the movies, I'm like, don't, I know it's coming up. Don't do it this time. And they do it. They just kind of get the redux where they just like censor it. It's so like, easy. We could like cut that out. Where's George <laughs> Lucas? I need the special editions. <laughs> but anyway, um, this movie looks like a lot of fun and it looks like Bill and Ted have like grown up, but like not really. Like they're older, but they're still. Keanu slackers Reeves looks awful in this movie. Like old Keanu Reeves looks so good, and everything else he's in, like John Wick. I think it's because like, he doesn't stuff. have a beard. But like what? Like what is this man that's on my screen when I see this trailer? I'm like, who are you? I think it's because his beard isn't there, and the beard helps hide the age. I guess I don't know. And he doesn't look like a badass without the beard. 
Okay. Sure. But another fun part about this movie is like when they time travel to the future and meet their future selves, it looks like they come into like two different versions. Like one where they're like, I don't know, they got wizard hats on and they're drinking champagne. And then there's like prison Bill and Ted. Oh yeah. Which looks pretty fun. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm here for it. It looks like the same wacky hijinks and like tone as the first two movies. So if you like the first two movies, you'll probably like the third one based on the trailer. I feel like time travel comedy is always like just a rich genre. Like there's lots of fun gags you can do. And it's like Bill and Ted just seems like they add on to this like absurdist layer where they're not so concerned with like the rules or like things like that. Like they just do throw away, like just, it's all just gags based on like this very, like it definitely is like the climax of the first movie. They can only like finish their journey by saying, oh, we can't get past this point. Remember, in the future, we need to go back in time and give like leave a tool here so we can like get past this point. And then they turn and they find the tool and they go, thanks, Bill and Ted from the future. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense and it's broken, but like that's part of the fun. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll have to borrow the other two movies from you. I have them on Blu-ray. They're not on any streaming sites. I don't know why. They only came from Shout Factory Blu-ray, which is like a third company Blu-ray manufacturer who like puts out Blu-rays that are like movies that people don't usually want to buy on Blu-ray. Hmm. And I don't know why Bill and Ted was, you know, in that category, but I'm glad that Shout made it. Is it them. like a cult classic? Like, do you feel like you're part of oh, like only a very few like I Bill definitely and Ted think, fans in the world? Okay. Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventure, I think is like more of the mainstream hit. But I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is more of the cult classic. Uh Because for me, I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is actually better. But a lot of people don't agree with me on that. (laughs) (laughs) And I get it. Like, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is more fun and you get to meet, like, the fun time travel people. But I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is funnier. Okay. I get that. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tyler. Um, Well, since you... Only know what I've told you about Bill and Ted. I thought it would be fun to put together a little game. Plus, we're going back to the old format, so we do a game now. That's what happens. Right. That's what we're dictated to do by our like the uh, our contract. Behind the <laughs> yes, behind preview review, the shadow overlords. Yes, all the lizard people that run preview review. Don't tell them about the lizard people, Tyler. <laughs> That's in our contract. So this game, Tyler, is called Bill and Ted Factor Fiction. Basically, I'm going to give you six statements and you tell me if they're true or false. Okay, are you ready for this? Just, oh, just like things that happen in the movie? Yeah, these are all things that happen or could happen happen in the movie. But it's not like production history or anything like that. It's all plot points of the movie. Okay, okay, okay. Number one, Bill's 19-year-old stepmother leaves his dad for Ted's dad. I mean, like, I feel like that could happen i'm gonna say sure it's true that's definitely true wow (laughs) there's like a whole running gag in the first movie where he calls her missy and then like she's like i'm your mom now and then like they riff on each other like dude your mom's hot and then the next movie like missy's kissing ted's dad and like they're like oh i can't believe that's our mom (laughs) okay next statement Billy the Kid joins Bill and Ted on their excellent adventure only after they help him rob a bank. I wonder if Billy the Kid, would that be like an important enough historical figure for them to feel like they could put that in the movie? I feel like there would be more important people. I'm going to say that's false. You're right, it is false. But Billy the Kid is in the movie. Oh. It's false because 
Bill and Ted get Billy the Kid to join them because they help him cheat at poker. Oh, not rob a bank. No. Oh, I'm glad that that's the minutia <laughs> we're boiling this down to. Okay. Um, here's the next statement. In hell, Bill is tortured by his horrifying grandmother, who's also played by Alex Winter. Sure. That is true. true. It's freaky. Alex Winter has like this old granny makeup on and he's like... Gross. <laughs> Next one. Um, when Napoleon Bonaparte comes to the modern day, uh, we find out that he loves water parks. What? I'm just gonna say true. It's I want true. That to There's a whole sequence with Napoleon him like Napoleon Bonaparte water park. Well, it's because Waterloo water park. Oh wow! He loves going there, and he slides down the water slide, and he like cuts people in line. And has a good time. <laughs> I'm just imagining like. The short little Napoleon, like carrying the giant inner tube over his head, like running up the <laughs> That's stairs. That's exactly what he does. Oh my God. That's part of the movie. Okay. Um. Next one. Huey Lewis and the News judge the talent show at the end of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Hmm. I listened to a podcast where they interviewed Huey Lewis for the whole thing, and he never once mentioned filming Bill and Ted. So I'm gonna say that's false. Damn it. I should have known you listened to Huey Lewis interviews. <laughs> You're right; it is false. He does cameo in I Back know, to the Future. Totally could, like, he totally could have been in the movie and not mentioned it in the interview, but that's just that's my true. only reasoning. In the I interview, had. does he mention uh, cameo in no, Back to the Future? Not at all. Because he, he literally just talked about his music career. That's it. Because uh, Huey Lewis and the News judge uh, auditions for the talent show in Back to the Future. Oh, so I just right. I just switched that from Back to the hmm, Future. Okay. Okay, last one. A Martian helps build good robots of Bill and Ted to combat the evil ones in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Oh, that's gotta be true. It's definitely true. They go to heaven and they go, God, we need help. We need like someone to help us build these robots. And he goes, okay, I'll give you the smartest person in the universe. And it's these two little Martians named Station. And they fuse together to become one big Martian. And they go to Radio Shack and they build good robots of oh Bill and Ted. Wow, Radio Shack. These movies truly are a prize of their time. So, uh, you did really well I on this like I game. I did pretty well, yeah. That was good. This game was really just more, I just wanted to say fun things that, <laughs> that happen happened. in these movies. Because most of these statements were true. So thanks for playing, Tyler. Yeah, it was fun. I feel like, how, these movies, I feel like they would have to be so long to like have these complex plots and then also like hit all of these gags that they include i don't think that long that's so wild they're like i think both of them are less than two hours oh my gosh but hilarious yeah gotta watch them they're so good okay i'll check them out well should we move on to our third trailer of the episode i mean we could just keep talking about bill and ted i'm so lost (laughs) fine we'll talk about another movie that we don't really know what's going on based on the trailer. Well, I, like I knew Tenet. what was going on in Bill and Ted. No, Tenet. Oh, no. Okay, I gotcha. This movie's literally just... Tyler has no idea what's happening in the trailer. That's this episode. Welcome back. Preview Reason three, Season 3. Tyler doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> Alright, the next film we're discussing is Antebellum. This movie's hidden on demand. You're watching it only. streaming in your homes. And that's they the only option. They're the anti-Tenet. On September 18th, so it's coming up. That's after Tenet hits theaters in Supposedly. COVID, Arizona. <laughs> uh, it is directed and written by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz and stars Janelle Monet, Marquet Richardson, Eric Lynch, Jack Houston, Q.T. Clemens, and Gabrielle Sidibe. This trailer 
like I said, it's whack, and I don't know that I can understand what's happening, but it looks intriguing, and it looks like it's important for this era. Basically, Janelle and uh, a few other folks are, like, contemporary successful black women, and... and are there no black men? I feel like... I mean, like, she has, like, a husband, but, like, it just looks like these women, for some reason, are, like... Targeted. Targeted and transported either through physical time or through physical space to a place or era where they are acting as slaves on a plantation. And, but they are like realizing, like they know this. It's not like they are like their memories are wiped. And so they're trying to figure out how to like return to like, yeah, this it's era weird because it slaves. looks like they get abducted and then put into like a plantation, but we don't know if it's like, They've been put into the past, or if they've just taken to a different place. Because they she look looks up, up, there's like a plane flying, but then it like it stutters, lags, it glitches, and like it disappears for a second. And it comes back. So I don't know if it's like Janelle Monet is like cross, or maybe it's like more of an ancestral thing where Janelle Monet is experiencing like something her ancestors went through. Interesting. It, like you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like it could be that type or of situation. Like, it might be like an under the dome kind of thing, where like just this place is affected by this weird temporal time flux, where they're in the south, and once you go in, you forget who you are unless you're white i don't, but I don't know. think they forget who they are like i it but seems I feel like, like slave janelle knows like i'm not supposed to be here like this is like or just like it out or she just saying my... that like i know i'm not supposed to be here as in like slavery shouldn't be a thing i don't know it seems i don't know it's not answered in the trailer we don't know for sure one way or the other so there's a lot of questions a lot of unanswered questions in this trailer but it looks very good. I mean, a lot of the cinematography is cool. There's a really cool shot of Janelle carrying a torch at the end that is, like, framed really cool. Um, it looks and cool. it looks like... I don't know. It looks like it's basically, like, Janelle inspires a slave uprising on this plantation mm-hmm. because she knows one way or the other that, like, this is an injustice that's yeah. happening to them. Maybe Janelle is remembering that she was in Harriet and that she could do oh what Harriet God. Tubman did. <laughs> because she wasn't... She wasn't a slave in that movie, but no. she is in this movie. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I think it's really interesting to, like, have this where it's, like, setting together, like, the experience of black women during the antebellum era. Antebellum era refers, obviously, to, like, pre-Civil War. So when there was still slavery and when the plantations were thriving in the South. It seems interesting that this movie is kind of, like, putting this together with, like, the experience of the black women in modern day, which is, like... Yeah, a hell of a lot better than then. But, like, are they trying to frame it that, like, this is where they are perfect and perfect, like, 100% actualized? Because I don't know if that's Mm. fully the case. Because it seems like a lot of the success that she has in the movie, like, she's speaking to a room mostly of black people. Like, I think she's, like, a motivational speaker or something for, like, a primarily, like, black organization. And so I don't know. I I don't know if they're trying to, like, comment on the modern state of black women in America by reflecting on the statement the like state of black women in america like back then do you see what i'm saying like what yeah. what is the reason for them to like push these two times together i don't know it's just i don't know maybe like she's using the skills that she like had learned to be able to break free of slavery because like maybe it's saying modern day is like offering black women a lot more empowerment and empowerment yeah. than they had in the past so like even if this kind of thing happened again today it would be very different yeah like it would they wouldn't just kind of like roll over yeah like the exposure to i mean i'm not saying they rolled over in the past no, but i think that is something that like at least that's a thing that's taught is that like 
a lot of slaves were so entrenched in that system that some mm-hmm. of them like there were even black slavers and like yeah. things like that like there were like, like it was such a, a system that was like so powerful this is the that it turned like mm-hmm. black folks against other black folks in that yeah. time and like maybe if folks had the empowerment that they do today back then they would like be able to have more like actualization and like you know autonomy i don't know if that's what the movie's saying but it's what we got from the trailer so that's how you interpret art so you're welcome (laughs) i have no idea what this movie's gonna be about or what that like answers or like rules are of this Mm -hmm. world is it time travel Um, is it teleportation is it like role play is it brainwashing i don't know and I think we'll just have to wait and see and watch it when it comes out. And I'm already struggling with wanting to watch it and like knowing that I'm not going to want to pay to watch it. Exactly. On it might be another King of Staten Island for me. <laughs> wait until it drops the price. Point. Yeah. The only thing is like, I do feel like having like the Black Lives Matter movement being so pertinent today, like it seems like it could have a lot of cultural relevancy. And so I would be more inclined to watch this movie like sooner than like something where I feel like I could watch it in like a few years and still get the same experience out of it. That's true. Cause there was even just like an episode of the new twilight zone that I just watched because I subscribed to CBS all access so I can watch big brother. And (laughs) it was like about police brutality and it felt like a lot more pertinent to watch it like today Mm -hmm. than like if I had watched it last year when (laughs) it came out. It's interesting though, because like both that episode and this movie, like they didn't know that all this shit was going to go down. No, And it's not like, like, there weren't racist cops and other things happening before, back then, but it just seems like it's more at like the cultural forefront mm-hmm. of like people's minds and policy and action that's occurring today. And it seems like art is always like more powerful when it's accompanied by like social, social prevalence. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thing going on in culture. Interesting. And Janelle Monáe is a g- great actress. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm much more inclined to watch something where like it's more like, Janelle Monáe could get, like, an Oscar nom and a lot of, like, like relevancy out of this role than, like, I was to, like, just watch this, like, Pete Davidson role in King of Staten Island, you know? You know, it's so true. Like, I didn't start watching Insecure until it got nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> but now I really like Insecure. Um, so, I, I, I'm excited for this movie to come out, and I think the other thing is, like, also, any sort of, like, think pieces or articles that could come out about, like, what this movie means or says or does Mm -hmm. would be more interesting to me than like the thing pieces and articles that could come out about like other movies on demand so i'd be more interested to like want to be able to read those and not spoil the movie for myself than i would care to do that with like something else another interesting thing about this is like the reviews will come out and like if the reviews are really good i'm more likely to like pay for the but if the reviews come out and they're like this movie's shit yeah. Like, I'm not ever going to oh, want to totally. pay for this. That's another thing is, like, I feel like this type of movie where it's, like, this very, like, culturally relevant topic and it's, like, kind of this, like, weird, like, uh, unanswered, like, thing, it could land really well or it could, like, totally fumble the ball. Mm-hmm. And so we also kind of have to wait and see, like, what the reception is and if people feel like it does stick the landing or if it doesn't really... Yeah. You know, and that's another like care. interesting thing that's happened it, because of COVID is like I pay more attention to reviews. Like I, I used to like to read and watch reviews just because I thought they were fun and interesting. Like the to moment me. Artemis Fowl was on Disney Plus, everything was saying like, "Don't watch this; it's a waste of time." Exactly. It's so garbage. But I still watched it because I could for free, right? Like, throughout a new pay subscription. But like, I waited till Scoob was free to watch on HBO Max. I didn't go pay for it because I saw bad reviews yeah. of Scoob. 
So, like, reviews affect us more now, But if I the think. reviews of Scoob had been like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant, finally Scooby-Doo's back at its peak, I, I would have been, like, a lot been... more inclined exactly. to, to watch it, yeah. And I would have been way more excited when it came on HBO Max. I mean, yeah, I already I was excited. Was I was excited when it came on just because I was like, ooh, new content. Yeah. Um, but then, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's forgettable. Um, so that's Annabellum. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It it says you know it it prioritizes in the trailer from the producers of Get Out and Us. I feel like there's exactly. a lot of like that they're like targeting the specific like genre of like black lead horror mm-hmm. and like thriller well, genres, which I feel like is a big movement because for so long like people of color in horror movies have just been like oh they die first they're and the they're like, always treated as like side and one dimensional characters and it's exciting to see another release that's really emphasizing and bolstering like a primarily black cast. Um, and giving them a lot of like well-rounded and like exciting roles where they're at the forefront mm-hmm. of the story. Yeah, and it definitely like saying from the producers of Get Out make me think, oh, oh, the white people are gonna brain control the black people, right? So that might be like leaning into like that aspect of the story, even. Yeah, and even though like it is another like slave movie, and I know there's like a lot of discourse about like does every black-led movie need to be a slave movie it does something different with that genre it's not just telling the like oh what was me like story of a slave that i feel like mm-hmm. this looks nothing like, like they 12 have to years like, of slave. just put themselves through the ringer to play this like super emotional and like depressing role it feels like there's a lot of nuance to that as well mm-hmm. i agree it's definitely different than like your run-of-the-mill like slave story because she doesn't start the movie as a slave or even in slave times. It's like a twist. And like the horror of slavery is like the villain kind of. Right. And she's trying to escape that and get back to modern day, which is better, but still needs work. Yeah, for sure. So our next movie, Tyler. And the final trailer. Wow. This feels like a lot. We've been through four trailers today. I know. I'm really feeling the heat of this episode. You know? It's like, you know, when... You... Last one we did was only two trailers that went by in a breeze. We're really... Mm-hmm. Like, I feel good still. It's not like when you work, like, an eight-hour shift and you're at, like, hour seven and you're like, oh, I'm so tired. But no, I feel good. I feel like we could do, like, you know, six more trailers after this. Oh, I don't feel that way. You want to, like... But mostly because we have to have the fan and the AC off in here, and I'm it's literally heating up in here. Well, that's... It's... It's fire. <laughs> this podcast is fire. <laughs> it's the pure heat of... Of discourse. Preview discussions. I mean, after this, we're just going to record, like, six more episodes, right? No. That's not happening. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the final movie we're talking about today is the one and only Ivan. This is a film that's going direct to your Disney Plus subscription. You're not going to have to pay for it's on not top of Mulan, Disney Plus like Mulan. Bull. It's just going to be streamable to everybody that has Disney Plus on August 21st. It's directed by Thea Sherrick, who. Uh, directed me before you and stars brian cranston in person but then the voice talents of sam rockwell angelina jolie dan devito helen mirren this is um the second doolittle of the year where we have a mixed live action animated animal cast doolittle too and you know it's all about the quirky animals interacting mm-hmm. with the human well it's just fun to see danny devito's voice come out of a dog yeah that's true it is a good time mm-hmm. but this movie, unlike Doolittle, I don't think the animals talk to the humans. I think the animals, no, the animals only talk, can to, only the talk animals. to each other. Yeah. It's like a babe situation. Like a babe situation, yeah. You know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, it looks like Brian Cranston is got this gorilla. Brian Cranston is Hugh Jackman from Greatest Showman. He runs Well, he's a... Uh, what's his name? 
Barnum and Bailey. Is that a P.T. Uh, Barnum? He is. It's true. Brian Cranston is uh, actually P.T. Barnum. I don't think so in this movie. <laughs> no, he's not. But he owns a circus that has a bunch of animals, basically. And, and he gets this gorilla and he raises it like his little baby. He takes it and like puts it on a swing. Yeah. And the baby's loving him and his name's Ivan. But he's really like raising it to be in the show. But I can't tell if it's malicious or not. I don't think Brian Cranston is the villain, but... Like, but like Ivan is the hero, but Brian Cranston is not the villain. I think Brian Cranston just is like misunderstanding like uh-huh. what Ivan needs. So in it's his like kind of like a Dumbo situation. Oh, back to Danny DeVito, the dog. Yeah. He was in Dumbo. <laughs> he was the ringleader in Dumbo. He was the Brian Cranston of Dumbo. Barnum. He is P.T. Barnum. Wow, circus movies are really just like culturally relevant right now. I mean, where are the thing pieces on that? Exactly. Why is this the third circus movie in within two years <laughs> from Disney? What's going on? I mean, technically, 20th Century Studios made Greatest, Greatest Showman. Showman, but Disney owns them now, so it counts. Wow. And it's going to Disney Plus, just like the one and only Ivan. I never got the hype of that movie. That's my only thing piece, is that Greatest Showman's trash. I The soundtrack carries the movie, but the soundtrack doesn't work with... This isn't a Greatest Showman takedown right now. We're going back to one and only Ivan. Ivan uh, starts it, to learn how to draw, but his drawings look like crap. But then he turns into a master painter to tell P.T. Barnum, um, Brian Cranston, that he needs to... wants to go to, back to the jungle. He has Where his sister, little sister is. And he's like, remember, and this movie's all about memory because they play that Maroon 5 song about memory, bring back memory. And we won't play it here because we're going to no, get we demonetized. <laughs> all our sponsorships will leave us. But like, he remembers that he has family in the jungle and he's like, I need to go back there. Even though like Brian Cranston loves me and cares for me, mm-hmm. I still belong there in the wild. And so he's trying to like do all these paintings and illustrate that like this is where he wants to go. And I think there's like, a Finding Nemo-esque, like, escape of all the zoo animals to try and get back to the oh, jungle. Oh, like Finding Dory? No. Well, or Finding they're... Nemo, they escape from the dentist's office. They try oh, to get back to the water. That's true. But why are I Dory and Nemo all just about escapes? I don't know. I liked it a lot better when Finding Nemo did it. I don't like <laughs> that the octopus drives the van. It doesn't work <laughs> This is work not a Finding me. Dory takedown. I, I don't like Finding <laughs> Dory. <laughs> but it looks... Like a good family time. It reminds me of other family Animal Pal movies. There's another, you know, Animal Pal gorilla movie, Mighty Joe Young. When I was mm. little, I used to watch Free Willy all the time, which mm. was about trying to get Shamu back to the ocean. Wasn't his name Willy? Yeah. But he's Shamu. a killer whale, so he's Shamu. I know, I ever saw Free Willy. <laughs> all circus performers are P.T. <laughs> and all killer whales are Shamu. Uh... <laughs> but yeah it'll be a good time i don't know if the comedy lands great the jokes kind of fall flat in my opinion but you know it's a talented voice cast and i think they'll be fine Mm -hmm. i'll definitely watch it because it's something i don't have to pay extra for right for sure and this movie does do one thing i can already tell from the trailer that was also evident in breaking bad which is they do a really good job at aging and de-aging Brian Cranston. Well, the one thing that stood out for me from Brian Cranston in this is uh, he wears eyeliner and he looks like a... Oh, when he's being P.T. Barnum. Yes. Yeah. He, he looks like he's going for uh, that Panic at the Disco early yeah. like, vibes. He's got the top hat yeah. and the eyeliner. Well, like... that was when he was being a uh, P.T. Barnum too. Oh. What's his name? The guy that did freaking <laughs> Umbrella Brandon Academy. Murray? Oh, no. Brandon Murray is... Yeah. Brandon. No, the guy that did Umbrella Academy's Gerard Way. He was in uh, some other emo band. 
He was? The way yeah. the dude who like wears eyeliner in Umbrella Academy? No, the dude that wrote Umbrella Academy, the like he produces oh. the series and he wrote the comics. He was is Gerard Way, which is the dude from some other band. Some other emo band. It's not Brandon Yuri who writes Sins, not tragedies. It's not just Panic. like it's the other one that they were gonna like they were gonna reunite, but then they did they decided not to. My Chemical Romance. Oh, they didn't. They decided not to. Well, they couldn't because of coronavirus. Oh, this has been the like 2000s emo sidebar. <laughs> I didn't know podcast. they decided not to. I only know that one Black Parade song from them. Um, anyways, is the Black Parade what they were talking about then? Like the top hats and the eyeliner, and that's his circus. He's P.T. Barnum. No, that's My Chemical that's, Romance no, is P.T. Barnum. No, no, that's different. That's a different parade? <laughs> yes. There's Black no Parade's animal. a new Beyonce song. Is it? Yeah. Is it in Black is King? Oh my god. No, I didn't it's watch not. Black no, is King. No, Ryan's not up to date on his Beyonce knowledge. I apologize for all the beehive out there that listen to this podcast. I'm definitely not. Last Beyonce <laughs> thing I heard was uh, like she was eliminating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie because it shows like Brian Cranston raising the school. Well, is it a flashback then... or is it like going sequentially? Maybe they do it sequentially. I don't know. But the trailer like, goes back and forth because it shows mm-hmm. like the little gorilla and then older gorilla. And Brian Cranston looks so good every time when they have to like have him. I guess they don't age him because he's probably just his current age. I think but they when just they put de-age him, him for like him looking young, he looks so good. And he also looked good when he did that in Breaking Bad when they had to show him like before he was a chemistry teacher. Mm-hmm. So Brian Cranston looks really good in de-aged makeup is the only point that I'm trying to make. It's true. Um, I like Brian Cranston. I don't like P.T. Barnum. He abused elephants. Um, I didn't care for Greatest Showman, but I'm going to give the one and only Ivan a chance. Yeah, I'll give it a chance. And especially, like you said, like I don't have to pay any extra for this. It's just part of my Disney Plus subscription. And, you know, we'll just sit on the couch and watch it. And it seems like a movie where I would like... This is one where I would probably just watch it at home i don't mm-hmm. know if i would go i'm okay scrolling through instagram stories during this movie yeah exactly i'm okay pausing to pee a hundred percent i'm okay i don't need the i don't need to see this movie in dolby theaters and yeah. i sure as hell don't need no sticky floor under my feet to enjoy the one and only ivan i mean it might make it better you never it know could. i don't know We'd one have... thing is this does seem like a movie in theaters if i were to go with like a bunch of friends that we could like laugh and make fun of it oh like a dog days yeah like a dog days i like dog days no, be... you didn't like Dog Days. You liked seeing Dog Days. Like when I think about Dog Days, I it, my it's heart positive gets memories. Warm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that is all the discussion we have about one and only Ivan. Except for there's one more thing. It doesn't really fit with the rest of this episode because if you've noticed, Tenet, Bill and Ted Face the Music, and Antebellum all are kind of like time travel movies. Well, we talked about time travel with all of them. Bill and Ted's the most time travel. Right. Then Tenet Tenet is like inversion, but it's like kind of time travel, but it's not. And then Antebellum is like, we we don't know. know. It could be, but it kind of is. But at the very very least, it takes place in like different eras. Mm -hmm. But the one and only Ivan, like... There's nothing to do with time except for it takes place over time, but that's true of like any movie ever. Well, that's just true of life. Yes. It takes place time over time. progresses forward. You can't stop the clock. No, this isn't clock stoppers. No, no, no. Yeah. But what if we did? What if we did What if we had one time travel Ivan? powers? No, what if one and only Ivan did have to include time travel in one way or another? Oh, so like... How would you rewrite this film so it would fit in this episode of our... of Disney goes out of the way and it says, Hey, we listen to your podcast. We realize that it doesn't really fit that structure of like talking about time travel in that episode. And we really want, we want, we want, we want to give you 
full authority to rewrite the script and include some form of time travel in this movie. But also, we can't tell, we can't spoil the movie for you, so you have to just go oh, based God. on what you've seen in the trailer. How are you adjusting this film to include time travel? Okay. Gosh, this is a lot. How am I going to make a like quaint family film about a circus and a like animal that wants to go home about time travel. Oh, I know we write the script for this episode beforehand and you told me this was coming up, but I didn't do any prep and I don't have an idea just yet. Um, Tyler, you go first. <laughs> well, I think the best way for this movie to include time travel is it's all about the memories, right? But what if for, for whatever reason, like the gorilla can't, he can't remember something like based on mm-hmm. some trauma that he's had at the circus or just from like being older and not okay, really being okay. able to remember. Maybe the gorilla is just older in general. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, he seems like a young adult gorilla in this movie. Maybe it's like an old gorilla. Okay. And he's like, I don't want to die in the circus. I want to die back home, but I can't remember how to get home. It's kind of like a lion. You know, you see that movie? Oh, with lion, Patel? Where he's trying to retrace like his steps movie. and figure out how to get home. It's like that, but for gorillas. But he says, I can't remember anything about it. And he can't use Google Maps like Dev Patel and Lion. No. To retrace his steps. He can't. So he doesn't have a Danny phone. DeVito the dog is like, hey, dogs actually know how to time travel. And I'm going <laughs> to teach you how. And so he he travels back in time to be able to remember what where his home was. Then travels back forward in time. To be able to escape the zoo and get to his home so he can die peacefully where he was meant to live. Interesting. Wow. What do you think? I love it. The biggest leap is that all dogs know how to time travel, but I think it's a bold move that'll pay off. Okay. While you were talking, I realized that I have an even better idea. Okay. This is how we make the one and only Ivan a time travel movie. First off, no one can just inherently time travel unless they have a top hat. So the one time traveling in this movie is Brian Cranston. He realizes at the he the movie's the exact same. It ends the exact same, except for the movie's twice as long because we're adding all the time travel stuff at the end. He realizes Ivan needs to go home, and then he realizes, but now my circus is going to die. So he takes his time travel hat, puts it on, and he goes all the way back to the past when he first gets Ivan, and he takes the sister with him, and he goes, Maybe this time he'll be happier. Because he'll have his sister. Wow. And then they go through the I whole thing it. again. But it turns out they miss their mom. And so he has to put the hat back on. And <laughs> go back and get all three of them. I and it, it happens again. And then it turns out they miss their cousin. And it, the movie just <laughs> never ends. It just keeps going forever. <laughs> I love it. I also think you could do something where it's like, you know, Brian, like, they come to the understanding like Brian Cranston really wants us. He loves this gorilla and he needs the gorilla to succeed at the circus. And the gorilla is okay with that. But he also says, I wish I could live my life in the jungle. And so Brian Cranston, they make an agreement. They shake hands or like gorilla hand and human hand. They shake mm. and they decide Ivan will live his whole life at the circus until he dies. But right before he dies, Brian Cranston will use his magical top hat to time travel. And then he will get to live his life again all the way through from being born in the jungle. But then does Brian Cranston go back to the time that he was at where he also had to get the ex- fun experience of, like, the circus, Ivan? Is it, like, a parallel timeline yes, thing going on? Yes, It, like, splits. Wow. So it's like Ivan gets to live the life he wanted and Brian Cranston gets to have yeah, the fun and circus. and then at the end, jungle life Ivan and circus life Ivan meet up and then, like, with Ivan <gasps> they touch hands and the memory song yeah. plays and they both remember each other's lives <laughs> with Ivan Brian Cranston and without Ivan Brian Cranston meet up and they like 
fully they have fuse. an experience where they're all able to know and live and have happy memories together. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't make any sense because the theme, it's more about just like thematics and less mm-hmm. about like laid out narrative. And Disney says, oh, well, that's what we did with Frozen 2 and it was fine. So <laughs> I like Frozen 2. <laughs> Bringing it back to Frozen 2. <laughs> It's a good movie, but the plot doesn't really make sense. It's all about the thematics and the soundtrack. And that's what Ivan is about because there's no time travel. And it's all about family and love and the Maroon 5 Memories song. Wow. And the Memories song just gets stuck on repeat and it never stops playing. It never stops through the whole movie. Through the whole movie. And by the end of the movie, you're going to wish you had forgot that song. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't because it's stuck in your memories. Forever. Memories. Bring back memories. I don't know the words to that song. <laughs> it's just that line. <laughs> <laughs> memories bring back memories, bring back memories, bring back memories. It's like Tenet. It's like it's uh, a palindrome. And the years keep <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that's the end of this episode. Before we sign off though, Ryan, we have to know which trailer that we talked about today oh, is your right. favorite and which movie that we talked about today are you most excited to see. It's been so long that I was about to remind you to plug our Twitter and Instagram but because I forgot about it, but this then is, I remember that this it's is a running one gag. The, this is step that I forget one. about it. Oh, it is a run- I forgot that it was a running gag that you forget. But then I remembered. But I only remember memory. After I yeah, you have the memory of the gag. <laughs> okay, uh, favorite trailer uh, is Tenet because I'm excited to see what it's all about and it gets me intrigued and they do something with a plane. Um, movie I'm most excited to see is definitely Bill and Ted Face the Music. It's a long time coming and I just want to know where we're going on this crazy ride what about you tyler i mean tenet gets both my votes it's Whoa. my favorite trailer and it's the movie i'm most excited to see because i like the trailer because it doesn't really make sense and i want to see the movie because i want it to make sense well you heard it here first tenet wins Christopher Nolan, the first big previewee dub. of you're like multiple-time oscar nom and very successful but this is really the big win for you in 2020 I know you've been going through a lot with this whole theatrical release thing and it's been rough on you, but just know in our hearts, you're the champion. Well, he already knew because he did the inversion. Oh, he knows already because he's operating in 2024. Exactly. I forgot about that. Yeah. But I mean, we still have to give it to him because that's how history has to be done. Because of... Yeah. Or else... We have no choice. Exactly. Because for Nolan's holding us at gunpoint right now, making sure that we yeah, give him the award. Because he knows what's going to happen, and it's all about predestination. And it will only hit theaters if he wins this award on our podcast right now. Exactly. Otherwise, it never comes out. There's, like, just a snowball effect. And then, it's not just Arizona that has COVID. <laughs> the whole world. <laughs> it already does. Yeah. Whoops. Rip. Okay. We're ending the Anyways, episode on a downer. follow us... <laughs> On Instagram and Twitter at Preview Review. Again, we're back from hiatus and we're coming at you as long as there's trailers coming out and movies that are going to be released digitally Mm -hmm. in this uncertain time. uh, We'll be podcasting about everything that's going on with previews and trailers and upcoming releases. So hopefully uh, you've enjoyed us being back in your ear holes if you're a frequent mm. listener if this is the first episode you're listening to what why well thank you but uh, why first of all, well why I mean, 27 every episode could be someone's first episode tyler i guess but that's not how i listen to podcasts well you're not sense. everyone tyler surprise <laughs> surprise tyler is everyone it's a simulation you're the only unique person on earth and i in fact am inhabiting every other all the other seven billion people on this earth 
Yeah, you the listener, not no, me. me. Me right here. Wait, no. Who's the only unique person? Me or you. the listener? No, me? Yeah, you, Ryan. Not the listener. There's you. no listeners. It's all me. Oh, so then why don't we have more listeners, Tyler? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week or, you know, in the future at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bye. We're going to record six more episodes right now. Here we go. Welcome back to Preview Review. <laughs> Um, this week we're talking about trailers for... Ryan, say bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>